Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Let me give you an example of this. Turn with me. To, two tra- uh, to Ezekiel 29, watch this, Ezekiel 29 and then I'm done, watch this, Ezekiel, same book, Ezekiel, go to chapter 29, watch this, let's talk about Nebuchadnezzar, let's talk about Nebuchadnezzar, look at this, Nebuchadnezzar, jump down to uh, uh, verse 19, verse 19, Look at this, verse 19, and this has everything to do with Satan, can't cast out Satan, but Satan can conquer Satan. Watch this. Look at this. Look at this. Verse 19. Matter of fact, verse 17, context. Now look at this. Now for those of you, let me just interject something. I got to throw this in there because we're still in the midweek Bible study. For those of you that have been blessed so far with this teaching, Make sure at the end of this broadcast, you click the link that's below. I want all of you. I don't want nobody giving to my personal ministry, Alexander Pagani Ministry. No. Today, you're going to give to our local church. The information is in the screen. Amazing Church, or you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 833-501-3874. I want all of you, all of you to make sure that if you were blessed by today's Bible study, you sow a seed. You sow a seed to our church. And if you can't remain for the rest of the Bible study, because we've already been on for 54 minutes and you have to go, please make sure that if you're going to exit and catch us on a replay, please make sure you bless the church, all right? All right? Amazing church, H-I-R-T, make sure you give today to your local home house, okay? Watch this. Sorry, y'all, I had to put a little, throw a little plug in there, all right? Watch this. In the 27th year, the first month of the first day, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, verse 18, Son of man, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, drove his army hard in a hard campaign Against the city of Tyre, T-Y-R-E. Catch a word play there. The city of Tyre, T-Y-R-E, and the city of Tyre, T-I-R-E, tired. Catch the word play there. 
Look at this. Every head was rubbed bare and every shoulder made raw. Yet, he and his army got no reward from the campaign he led against Tyre. This is, look at this. This is what the Lord says. I am going to give Egypt to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will carry away its wealth. He will loot and plunder the land of Egypt to pay for his army. Ah, look at this. Look what God said. I'm almost done here, guys. God said, Nebuchadnezzar tried to conquer the city of Tyre. Now watch this. He eventually conquered it. Why? The Bible says in metaphor that they were fighting so hard that the men ended up getting calluses and they wasted all of their money trying to conquer the city of Tyre. When they finally conquered it, Babylon had no more money. So God said, I'm going to give them Egypt to pay for the money that he lost trying to conquer the city of Tyre, which is found in modern-day Lebanon. Lebanon! Beirut! Okay, watch this. Now, why... I'm going to wrap it all in one. Why was the city of Tyre so hard to conquer? Turn with me to Ezekiel 28, the chapter before. Go one chapter before. Look at this. Look at, look at this. Am I talking good? Say, man. Oh, watch this. Look at this. Look at this, verse 11, verse 11, look what it says, this message came to me from the Lord, son of man, sing a funeral song for the king of Tyre, give him this message from the sovereign Lord. Now, if you read Ezekiel 28 verses 1 through 10, He's talking to the prince of Tyre. Now in verse 11, he's talking to the king of Tyre. Who's the real king of Tyre? The city of Tyre in Lebanon. You, look at this. Let me read it in King James. Look at this. Look at this. Thou, thus saith the Lord, you seal up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou has been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Look at this. The tardiest, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and the gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and thy pipes was prepared in thee from the day you was created. Ah, verse 14, I'm going to switch it to the New Living Translation. Look at this. I ordained, I ordained and anointed you as the mighty, mighty cherubim. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. 
Your rich commerce. Wow. Look what God said. Your rich commerce led you to violence. Notice how he already named three of the three fathers of the Genesis chapter four. He already said, your rich commerce, commerce, livestock, stock, money. Look at this. Led you to violence, violinist weapon, arms. And then the verse before, look what it says. It says your pipes, which means your, your ability to communicate. Watch this. Look at this. Look at this. The reason I'm done, the reason why Nebuchadnezzar almost got wiped out trying to conquer the city of Tyre was because that city was controlled by the devil himself. The devil was living. I'm not talking about the king, the, the, the prince. The prince had no idea. The prince of that city claimed himself to be a god. But the demon behind the prince was Satan was living in the city of Tyre. So watch this. So when Nebuchadnezzar on the earth went to conquer it, he couldn't conquer it. And watch this. He wasted all of his money. Why? Because you can't cast out legalism with legalism. Catch the metaphor. You can't use money to cast out money. So guess what? He, when he got to that city, all of his money drained. When he got to that city, the Bible says they were stripped bare. The weapons got drained. By the time he got there, his ability to communicate was also drained. So God had to, look at this. God had to give Nebuchadnezzar Egypt. To be able to resupply that which Nebuchadnezzar lost. And this is why every time the church tries to go in those realms, they get lost. So once a pastor gets a revelation on the gospel of prosperity and able to finagle his way through revelation, next thing I know, they get caught up with the lust of money. And then when a pastor starts trying to weasel his way into Hollywood or into the music industry, they get turned out. They get turned out. And then when the apostles and prophets start ministering their way through government, they kind of get lost. They get lost. They get lost. And then they assume I'm going to speak to the swamps. I'm going to decree over the swamps. Live. Baby, you can't bless what God has cursed. And that's where we're messing up. Because the prophets and the apostles, and I throw myself in there. You know what I'm saying? Not criticizing. I don't criticize my own team. We start with our unregulated zeal. And our over kingdom optimism. Talking about whether God is going to raise up a man of God to go into the swamps and decree. That the swamps would receive the glory of God. The Bible says that the, the swamps will receive the glory of God. Yes, God will invade these three systems. But they won't be purified. 
They won't become Christian systems. What God will do is he'll come in, invade it, and then say, come out from among them and call them out. Did you catch it? Not that the system will. Do you see? Do you see what I am saying? Turn with me last verse to Revelation chapter 17. Revelation 17. Revelation. Revelation. Did you catch it? Look at this. Revelation. The word says that the river will bring, the river will reach the swamp, but the swamp will not be purified. So God will just add salt. He'll add salt. You and I are the salt. And we are to do what? Decree the word of the Lord. And what does the Bible say? Come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing. Look at this. Look at this. So when does this, these systems get defeated? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Revelation chapter 17. Come with me. Verse 1. I will show you the judgment that's going to come to the great prostitute who rides over many waters. The kings of this world, the kings of this world have committed adultery with her. And the people who belong to this world have made, have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. So the angel took me into the wilderness and there I saw a woman riding upon a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns. Blasphemies against God were written all over it. The woman wore purple and scarlet clothing and beautiful jewelry and made out of gold and precious gems and pearls. Oh, you ain't ready for this. Her clothing was made with precious pearls, which means... This whore of revelation, because that's what the Bible says in King James, or the woman that rides the beast will take our pearls that we thought would change it. It's going to take our pearls and say, oh, look at this revelation. It's good. You know what? I'm going to wear it. And I'm going to, I am going to flaunt of how powerless the church is. I'm going to take your pearls. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take all your pearls and I'm going to adorn myself with it. I'm going to adorn myself with it in our face. And then one day you wake up and gay marriage is legalized. We woke up and the next day it was legalized. How many remember that day? One day we woke up. It's a true story. We woke up. And the H crowd were legal. And guess what we did? Nothing. We did nothing. All that protesting. And they still legalized it. Listen, how many of you remember about six years ago, we woke up and it was legal. We went to bed and it was, and it was illegal. We woke up and it was legal. And guess what we could do? Nothing. We did nothing. Except just all of our protests. Now, I'm not saying don't protest. As a Christian church, 
We continue to protest. And I'm a protester. I, I was out there. All right. All right. But understand. Look what it says. In her hand. She she held a cup full of obscene, of, of obscene, obscenities. And the impurities. Of her immorality. A mysterious name was written on her forehead. Babylon. The great. Matter of fact, let me read this in King James Version. What verse is that? Verse 4. Let me read the King James Version. I like the way King James Version says it. Upon her forehead was a name written. Mystery Babylon the Great. The mother of harlots and the abominations. And the abominations of the earth. If you finish reading the chapter, I'm done guys. Watch this. Because I'm not going to leave this with that the church is defeated. Oh, these three systems get defeated, but not by the church. Watch this. Look at this. Look, look, look at this. Jump to the next chapter, chapter 18. Look at this. Verse 16. An angel declared, alas, alas, the great city that was cloned in fine linen purple, scarlet, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls for in one hour so great riches has come to nothing and every shipmaster in the company, uh, in the ships and the sailors and, 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 and look at this and as many as trained by the sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning saying what city is like unto this great city and they crashed dust over her head look at verse 20, look at this, look at this verse 20 says rejoice over her O heaven and you holy apostles and prophets for God has avenged you on her. If you finish reading the verse, the Babylonian system, according to true biblical eschatology, not in the millennial reign, now never gets conquered by religion. Religion is not strong enough to conquer these systems. Satan will not let these three systems go. God himself has to come down, has to come down. This is what I'm saying. God himself has to come down and deal with the system himself through angelic intervention. When Babylon was conquered, it was not conquered by the church or any organization. It was conquered by God and the, or the Lord Jesus Christ and the angels. And that's why, watch this. The angel declared, rejoice heavens, which means even the heavens were getting fight, fought. And then it says, rejoice, you apostles and prophets. Notice how it doesn't say rejoice all earth. It says rejoice apostles and prophets because now, this system was only conquered by a direct intervention. Now, here's where I will give you a word of the Lord. The only way the, the systems of this earth will authentically be overcome is when God himself comes down and reckons with them himself. You want to know why? Because only he has the authority to overthrow 
these systems in place by his own authority. The Lord Jesus himself will come down with an iron rod and smite the nations. The Lord Jesus himself will come down and smite the nations with an iron rod. And the Bible says, and smash the nations to pieces. And then the angels will be able to come. The angels will come and they will take these demonic fallen Elohims and cast them into the lake, which burns with sulfur and watch this. And then the system, the system, the system itself, smoke, smoke of the system that it has been destroyed will go up and the merchants, notice how it says the merchants of the earth. Guess what? Guess what? And in that system, Christ himself will come and this financial system won't be needed. The media system will be controlled by Christ himself and there will be no war for a thousand years. And then the Bible says in that time, those who have swords will beat them to plows and use those same swords to plow the fields. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there because I believe I done, I done shared a mouthful. Listen, listen, listen. If you're watching me and you don't know Christ as your savior, I'm here to tell you that if you die in sin, you're going to go to hell and you will burn in the lake of fire. And hell is not on earth. There is a real place. If you're watching me and you're not born again, you need to get saved right now. And if you're backslidden, you need your butt need to come back home or you will be left behind according to Hebrews chapter six. And there will be no room for you to even repent. And you will end up like Esau wanting your inheritance, but can't take it. Even if you cried for it. You need to get your life right. If you're an apostle and a prophet and a bishop and a pastor and you're not walking right and you're watching this post, ghost watching me to see if I say something that's primarily against what you prophesied, you need to repent and you will be those that say, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy? Did I not cast out demons in your name? And the Lord's going to say, I never even knew you. Apostle, prophet, you need to repent and get your life right. Get your, get yourself together. Prophet, God is saying you're operating under the spirit of Balaam. You know you're doing it to pay your rent. And you got babies. And you have made yourself to believe, well, I'm just trying to feed my family. God is saying, you are a merchant. You are a merchant into the Babylonian system. And God is saying that if you stay in that system, God says the time is coming when I will destroy that system. And you will cry and lament, but you don't have to. He's telling you, get right with God right now. Repent of your sin. And if you're a sinner, be born again. And God is saying, get your life right. Repent or perish. But God is saying, I loved you so much that I sent my only begotten son to die on the cross for you. That if you would believe in him, you would not perish, but have everlasting, everlasting life. And the Bible says, I did not send my son into the world to condemn the world, but I sent my son into the world so that the world through him might be saved. 
You need to get saved right now. I'm not talking about joining no church and getting all religious. That will come later. You need to make sure that Christ is living on the inside. And I'm here to tell you, being woke ain't going to save you. Virgin Mary ain't going to save you. Louis Farrakhan ain't going to save you. Being part of the alphabet people ain't going to save you. Being a YouTube theologian ain't going to save you. Oh, I watch online ain't going to save you. Hare Krishna ain't going to save you. The Moorish religion ain't going to save you. Luciferianism ain't going to save you. Satanism can't save you. I'm here to tell you. Witchcraft can't save you. I'm here to tell you that there is only one that can save you. And there's no other name given among men whereby you can be saved that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Jesus can save you. I'm not talking about this little Willy Wonka, Chuck E. Cheese, Where's Waldo evangelicalism that we see commercialized out there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the real Jesus of the Bible, the Jew of the line of David, the real Jesus of the lineage of the house of David, Bible Jesus, that Bible Jesus that you have in your house. I'm not talking about this commercialized, goofy, blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus. Get out of here with that foolishness. That's Da Vinci Jesus, real Jesus, the son of the living God, God manifested in the flesh who lived here for approximately 30 years. And in the 33rd year, he laid down his life on the cross, on a Roman cross. Whether he was hung like this or hung like this, it doesn't matter. He was hung on a tree to take your curse. And I'm here to tell you that your curse was placed on Christ himself and your sin was placed on Jesus himself. And he who knew no sin became sin that you that are is a sinner might be made the righteousness of God in him. And that if you would not find your purpose. Get out of here with that find your purpose Christianity. Not fill the void in your heart. Get out of here with that goofy fill the void in your heart. The Bible says no one seeks after God. There is no void in your heart. That's not Bible. Sinners don't seek God. God seeks sinners. He's seeking you right there. And while you was yet a sinner, Christ, the son of the living God died for your sin. This ain't find your purpose, find your title and find my calling. You ain't got no calling. Your calling is not my will, but your will be done. Flee this Americanized false gospel that's being preached and run to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. I'm not here to offer you God has a plan for your life. You ain't got no plan. Your plan is surrender to his plan. And you do that not by going to church, not by finding my tribe, not by getting under my spiritual mama and my dad. Get delivered from your daddy issues. You get saved by 
confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead and say it, sinner's prayer is not in the Bible. Nothing wrong with sinner's prayer, but that's not in the Bible. It's repentance through faith and saying, God, I don't know this crazy bearded preacher. But what he's saying is convicting me of my sin. And I don't know a lot about Bible, but I know I'm a sinner and I'm in desperate need of salvation. I believe you sent your son to die on the cross for my sin. And he was buried. And three days later, he resurrected from the dead. That's what you need to do. You need to accept the finished work of Christ on the cross. Not all this other stuff. And if you've been in church a long time and you came to church through my purpose, you got a false gospel. You better make sure you're really saved. If you came to church finding my destiny, baby, you might not be saved. You better make sure your butt repented and not come for the perks. Ain't no perks. The perks of salvation. You better make sure you're really saved. How do you get saved? You repeat this prayer after me. There's no power in this prayer, but I'll lead it. I'll lead you through it. You pray the prayer and you say it and mean it. Say, Heavenly Father, I realize that I am a sinner and I deserve hell. But you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sin. I repent of my sin. I ask you to forgive me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to be my Lord. I surrender my life to you. Holy Spirit. Come inside my life. Change me. Make me born again. From this day forward, I'm going to live for you as you show me how. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.